What up? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. And I must say, holy Moses. I mean, for real, for real. We just had one of the most epic challenges. We did a three-day challenge. If you're new here, hello, welcome. So glad that you're here. It is not random. You'll find soon enough that you were probably led by here and for reasons that are going to be beyond what you could even know in this moment, but so glad that you're here. So we have a space off social media. This was something that was on my heart to create and something that I let God continue to build vision around until it was clear enough to launch it, but it's off social media on purpose because sometimes social media can really just serve to be a distraction and you can go down all these different rabbit holes. So I really wanted to meet a need and create a space that wasn't complicated. You know, I've done so many programs in my experience where you join this program, then you have to go into this course platform, and then you have to check your email, and then you have to go get into this chat pod, and then you have to go do this thing, and it's like, I can't even get to the content. Like, it's just actually really a deterrent because I'm not even inspired to receive now. Like, you've made me work to even get somewhere, and that's just not fun. So, I wanted a space that would be simple, <laughs> easy to navigate. You could digest everything. If things were added, it would all live in the same place. So if you have a question, it's in this spot. If you want to access a course content or something, it's in this spot. If you want to know about an event or sync it to your calendar, it's in this spot. Okay? So this spot <laughs> is something that God helped me to create. It is called Courage Co., it is a community that is based on an app, and you can access this app either on desktop or from your phone. So that's the neat thing. You can carry it with you wherever you go. So you can listen to the content, whatever, wherever you go. We do prayer calls every other Wednesday morning. We have monthly challenges that are usually three days. We have monthly master classes that are 60 minutes in length and so many other things that we offer for free, for free. And then there's ways that you can get plugged in to different offers as well. So we just had a free three-day masterclass called Overcoming Unbelief. And I didn't know what God was up to when he dropped this topic, but I was like, Dang. And it just got better and better every single day, especially this last day. So I will say that if you knew about the challenge but couldn't plug in because of your schedule, or if you have experienced one or want to, and it just doesn't always work with your life right now, there is also the Courage Co. Masterclass. This is a monthly subscription, but you get access to all past and all future masterclasses and all of the notes, and you'll get ongoing coaching within that program on that content. So that's something to really help you digest and integrate and embody and implement that content in your life. The other important thing to know and you'll learn more about this upcoming, but this is something that you can currently apply for. We will have another round of the God's Vibes Mastermind launching officially on April 10th. That is our start day, but you can apply to it now. We're taking applications for that now. And in this program, one of the bonuses is actually the Courage Co. Masterclass. So you'll get that entire masterclass for a year for free. So you'll get access to every challenge, every masterclass, every replay for free in addition to the mastermind. So that's one of the bonuses, but just to put that on your radar, apply <laughs> for the mastermind because that's only one of several bonuses that you'll get. So just put that on your radar. If all of this is like, whoa, what? All you got to do, go to www.courageco.org. You'll see that you can get into the community for free and everything is inside pretty clearly under programs and courses. And so you can see it all laid out there. All right. So what I thought would be really fun for us to do was, if you don't know, I have a graduate degree in film production. So this is something that I am obsessed with because I knew from a very early age that I was 
working with some deficits. <laughs> I knew that I was in a family of origin that had lots of communication issues, that had lots of dysfunction, that had a lot of weak emotional intelligence, zero connection to the soul, <laughs> no spiritual core and, and faith, right? There was a lot, okay, that I just knew, even if I couldn't name it all at the time, I just knew that there was a lot that I was up against. But one thing that really always moved me forward was the power of storytelling. I remember reading this book called Chicken Soup for the Soul. You might know it, but I remember reading one of the very first editions of that book. This was like back in, I don't know, the 90s probably. But I remember reading this book cover to cover and that was a rare occurrence for me. Like I just don't remember reading books cover to cover ever. But this one I got through on a plane ride. I read the entire book and I was just so moved because it was the first time that I felt like there were people that were out there like me dealing with real life issues that they didn't create or cause. They were just dealt them, but they became heroes of this story and had these epic turnarounds. And it was just so inspired. I was so inspired by this that I was determined that I was going to be the one that would learn skills, that I was going to be the one that was going to turn this ship, right? If not just for my own life, for other people that I would impact. So I really, really have been moved by the power of story. I originally thought that I was going to be a journalist because I was like, well, they are designed to inform the public good. <laughs> that was the original intention of journalism. But after studying journalism, one of the requirements was we had to have a lot of, you know, experiential education, if you will. So I worked in radio. I worked at a few different magazines. I worked at a production company and very quickly I was learning, yikes, I actually don't want to be in this at all. <laughs> like a lot of these environments are really toxic. Like I'm not healthy enough to deal with whatever I'm up against here. And I just don't see myself in this environment. But I knew the core of it was communicating powerful stories and really helping people change their narratives, right? But I'm like, how do I get there? And so in undergrad, something that just kept sitting with me, I thought I was actually going to do a media arts program, but film production kept coming up. And this was sort of hysterical to me because I didn't have, you know, a Mac computer at all at the time. I didn't own a camera. <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't even interested in like photography of any kind, let alone like moving pictures, but I loved stories and I knew the powers of movie or uh, series, right? To just take you to a different reality. So there was a great pamphlet <laughs> that a film school had that was, I, I believe it said something to the tune of you can create your reality. And I was like, yes, like what you can? Like I was so excited by a film pamphlet, y'all. So <laughs> this pamphlet dropped this crazy idea in my spirit that I could go to film school. So my strategy at the time was I'm just going to write a really good admission essay and I'm going to get in there. Like, that's what I'm going to do, right? Because that was really the only thing that I thought I had going for me. I'm like, well, I don't know a whole lot about this industry, like, at all, at all. But, and I didn't consider myself tech savvy at all, but that also was my motivator because I knew that the world was going in that direction and that I needed those skills. So at any rate, I'm like, I'm going to write really solid essay. Not sure what it's going to be on, but I'm going to do that and I'm gonna get into this school, right? And I was obsessed with California at the time, so I was like, I'm gonna to go to film school in California. That's gonna be what happens, and I'm gonna tell stories and learn how to do that really, really well. I'm gonna master that. So, long story short of it all, <laughs> I found out at the very last minute because apparently my admissions letter was never sent to me. It was like delayed or something never got sent out. So I found out a week before I had to be there that I actually got accepted into this graduate school program. And a week later, I was there. Okay, so I am obsessed 
with storytelling. I believe that in getting this master's degree, it was like getting a degree in psychology, sociology, character development, understanding human behavior, right? Just human behavior in general and the science of, of mental health and all of that. Like all of that is happening when you're learning every facet of production. It's wild. And I'm somebody that really enjoys being behind the scenes. That's why I loved production, right? But it was funny because it stretched me in every capacity because, of course, you had to learn every aspect of it from cinematography to gaffing and the lighting, right? And screenwriting and reality TV and producing and directing and assistant directing and acting and every single thing. You had to learn all of it, okay? So at any rate, something that I thought would be very valuable is giving you a tool to understand the power of your own story in a way that you probably haven't heard it before because God (laughs) downloaded this to me. So you likely haven't heard this before, but this is something that I teach in the mastermind. Something that we really focus on is a method called spirit-driven success. You know, I was somebody that was really trained to be a high achiever, to be a perfectionist, to you know, follow what was working to be successful. Really had no idea what that meant, which means I was vulnerable to whatever other people said that meant. So I put a lot of energy and a lot of things that did not work at all. And ultimately, spirit-driven success is God's personal success plan for you. Okay, and this is huge for somebody that feels led to be a pioneer and a world changer, a change agent, somebody that is here to rule and reign in life, as it says in the word, right? This is really, really important. You need a person. You need a personalized plan direct from God, right? He actually gives you one. It is unique to you, and He guides and establishes your steps. Okay, the steps of a good man or woman, right, are ordered by the Lord. So there is a personal success plan. I call this spirit-driven success, and this is a process that we go through gradually in the mastermind where we learn how to align and track with God in everything, in every area of our life, and in all we think, say, and do. It is so, so powerful. So this isn't just life coaching in the mastermind, but it is almost like a small group because we have live coaching every week. There's biblical principles. There's prophetic training. There is, I've been told it feels like NLP training at the same time. You really understand your soul, managing your emotions, managing your mind, training your mind, healing your heart. There's all of that going on inside the mastermind so that you are actually getting it inside of you and actualizing it, embodying it so that you can manifest it and create it in your life, which is the most important thing. It's not helpful really just to be exposed to knowledge if you're not going to implement it. When you implement it, that's when you release the power of it. So that's what we do in the mastermind. It's a three-month program, but you get access to it for an entire year to really like digest it and absorb it and get that going in your life, okay? So I am going to introduce to you, without further ado, a belief formula, okay? This is a storytelling framework that I'm going to walk you through. All right. There's this beautiful quote that I think is worth sharing before I do. And it's all about focusing on what's essential because knowing that there is an ultimate story for your life. Okay. Which I'm going to break that down in a second. Know that in every story, there is a protagonist. You have a real enemy, okay? And if you're not focusing on what's essential, he can get you focused really on any other thing, okay? So when we forget our ability to choose, we learn to be helpless. Side note, if you haven't listened to that episode on the podcast, it's called Learned Helplessness. So, so powerful. Go back and listen to that. When we forget our ability to choose, we learn to be helpless. Drip by drip, we allow our power to be taken away until we end up becoming a function of other people's choices or even a function of our own past choices. Guilty of both right here. In turn, we surrender our power to choose. That is the path of the non-essentialist. The essentialist doesn't just recognize the power of choice. He celebrates it. 
The essentialist knows that when we surrender our right to choose, we give others not just the power, but also the explicit permission to choose for us. Okay, so I wrote a book. It's called God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority. It's all about power and authority and using that, waking up and using that. And fun story, as of yesterday, 2.22 to be specific, the God's Vibes Master, or the God's Vibes Matter book, right? God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority has become an audiobook. Yes, friends. <laughs> by request and by grace for sure, I have made an audio of that very first book. So wrote it six years ago, but man, we got there. We turned it into an audiobook. So that is available if you have been itching to listen to the book because you're not one of those people like me that's a weirdo that will buy the book, highlight it, dog ear pages, take notes. You just want to listen and absorb. You can get it now. It's on Audible. God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority. Okay? So all about authority is what this book teaches, right? We are essentially born into the world and we don't realize who we are what we have access to and what our power is. So then we accept a lot of things that we never should accept or tolerate. We end up dealing with a lot of issues because of that and learning a lot of unhealthy patterning and programming. And then some of us run straight into God, not even by intention, it just happens, right? And then we get a whole new operating system and have to learn how to walk in it boldly and courageously to actually actualize our potential, right? So that book is all about that. But this quote is so, so important. When we forget or don't even know that we have the ability to choose, we learn to be helpless, to be powerless. And when you think about your life, how in the heck can you do what you're designed to do, which is to be fruitful and multiply if you are helpless? Um, You can't, right? Which is exactly what the enemy is after. He doesn't want you to know that you have power and that you have the ability to choose how you will think, how you will speak, how you will show up, how you will act, how you will behave, right? But you have the agency to choose your life. You do. So I just want to invite you to think right now, what do you feel deeply inspired by? Often we're not asked this question, but to be inspired means to be in spirit. So what uplifts your spirit? What excites you? What inspires you? Definitely not everything does, but what does though? What are you practically talented at? You know, there's just something that comes easier to you than other people. What meets a significant need in the world right now? Right? There's something that you have to offer that can actually meet a significant need in the world right now. What is that? The truth is, if you really want to live a life of meaning and invest in all of the right things, you're going to have to unlearn ways of thinking that are unproductive. And learning a new mindset, let alone an entirely new operating system, is a disciplined pursuit. That's why we're told seek the kingdom first, right? It's not done in a moment. This is a lifestyle. It's a practice. And you will get off track in life, right? So picture a plane, right? A plane, when it's in the air, if it didn't have a pilot, it would just naturally drift, right? It wouldn't stay on point and in alignment with the ultimate destination because of pressure, wind, clouds, all the stuff happening, right? Same with the ship in the water. If it didn't have a captain, that sucker with the waves and everything else would go all over the place, right? We do that too, but the key is to keep coming back home to God in your spirit. Keep coming back home to that place of intimacy with God where you actually see into him, he sees into you. Nobody gets into that God spot. It's just you and God. Keep coming home to that all of the time right? So that he can reveal to you 
and keep it at the forefront of your mind what is important so that you can pursue it with passion. Okay? So it is our job to decide the right thing, the right reason, and the right time. So what, why, and when. When you recognize all of those, the overlap of all of those is the highest point of contribution that you can make in this moment, in that project, in that meeting, with that mission, with your business, whatever it is. You've got to know what, why, and when. But a lot of times we let distractions and disturbances or different challenges or different things that are trivial in the grand scheme steal our focus. So we no longer focus on what is essential. We focus on things that are trivial. And we make that a habit and a lifestyle. And we learn to be helpless and not show up for what matters. Okay? So some powerful questions because something about me, I am the question master. And I've learned that when you ask better questions, you just get better answers. So ask God some questions and watch what he'll do. He never will tire of your questions. So that's a good thing. Other people might, but he will not. So bring them to him next time. All right. So what will people learn from you? Before we get into the story method here, this belief framework, what will people learn from you? What will the theme of your story be? What will it be about? If you've hung out here for a minute, you might have heard me share this, but in undergrad, I was literally a freshman, we had to write our obituary. Yeah, we had to write what our life was going to be about. What people would say about us. So powerful to do that, I must say. Another thing that I did, I read this book called Who Will Cry When You Die. (laughs) That also was very enlightening, but both have served to help me to really apply this scripture that says, teach us to number our days so that we can walk in wisdom, right? I want to be somebody that fully shows up every day, right? And I want to make sure that I am releasing what's in me because it does no good to keep it to myself. I want to contribute what matters, and so I have to do that very intentionally. So what will people learn from you? What will the inheritance be that they receive from you? You know, and this isn't just physical. Like a lot of times we think of inheritance as just money or a property or something like that. But it's far from that, right? Like I love the quote, people won't remember what you did, but they will remember how you made them feel. Okay. I was sharing in this masterclass or in this challenge that I am so moved and driven to be present and to be authentic everywhere I am, right? I'm not somebody that like puts on all these different hats or like has to be something in one space and somebody else in another. Like I am the same person wherever you put me. And I was determined to get there because it's exhausting doing the other, right? It's exhausting to wear all these other hats. And I just didn't want to be that type of person. I didn't want to be a chameleon. I didn't want to please everybody because if I fall for everybody and what they need, I actually stand for nothing. And I didn't want that to be my life, right? So I really invested in doing this work to know who I am authentically and share that with the world because that's the best that I can offer, right? But I'm doing that because I know what it feels like to be neglected. I know what it feels like to not be trained up in the way you should go. I know what it feels like for people not to pour into you, for people not to nurture you and your development, to not feel significant, valued, seen, or appreciated. I deeply know what that feels like. And it is not my desire for anyone to feel the level of pain and grief that that actually feels like. But to spare people of that pain and equip and empower them to own their significance, to own their worth, to embody everything that they're here to be, do, have, create in the world. Okay? And that's part of the inheritance that people get with me. They are going to get authenticity. They're going to get uplifted. Like, I'm going to leave them better than when I met them. 
they're going to get encouragement. It's going to happen. Right? Because I've set myself to do that because I painfully know the opposite. So what inheritance will people get when they encounter you? Start discerning actively the difference between essential, good, and trivial things. Start really becoming awake to what you're consumed with. We're being routinely bombarded and distracted, right, from this story of our lives, the ultimate story. So we need to take ownership of our lives and our responsibility to contribute to the world, okay? In story, why I want to talk about it, one of the reasons why I was sharing that I'm like actually obsessed with it is because story, storytelling is the most powerful tool to compel a human brain, truly, right? Just think about this now when you think about the airwaves, okay? Media, news, social media, movies, TV, Netflix, advertisements, airwaves, all of its airwaves, all of its story, all of it. Radio, music, story. Story is the most powerful tool to compel a human brain. And here's why. The dominant function of our brain, if you want to go like sciencey on this, right, is to survive and to thrive. In other words, it wants to avoid pain, right? I want to avoid pain. Mm-mm, nope, I'm going to numb out. Don't want to feel that. Don't want to deal with that. Don't want to acknowledge that. It doesn't exist, right? And experience pleasure. I want instant gratification. I want to eat that whole bag of chips. I want to like down this burger. I want to chug this alcohol. I want to, whatever it is, right? I want to do this thing that's going to make me feel really good right now, even though I know it doesn't serve me at all, right? That's your brain is wired to do. Hello, humanity, right? Your brain wants to conserve calories, Okay, so it's basically your brain is set up to be, to to work as little as possible. Okay, let's put it that way. Your brain wants to conserve calories, the calories it takes to process information. So basically, if something is a lot of information, it checks out when nothing is relating to its survival. It's just like, whoop, gone, right? So your brain doesn't want to over-process. It doesn't want to like, actually waste any energy, it tries to conserve it. So the only thing that gets through are messages that have to do with your survival, (laughs) life or death, right? And messages that are super clear. So they actually don't take any energy for your brain to process. It's just like, yep, that's clear. That landed, right? So a key to really moving forward in your life is getting clear on what to believe and doing it on purpose. If you're confused, you lose. And confusion doesn't come from God. So who do you think is sending that confusion and why do you think they're doing it? Yep. Okay. So belief formula. When you have a belief formula, here's a couple of things that are going on. One, it helps you organize your thinking. Okay. I also believe too, just a side note, it is so important to organize your workspace, your home, your car, frankly, any area that you're in because it's an outward reflection of what's going on in your brain. So especially if you're a creative person, you need to have a space that you can create in that isn't a hot mess, right? When you bring order to your life, it just allows your brain to flow differently. So organize your thinking, reduce unnecessary effort. That's also what a belief formula will help you do. Amen, right? Like who around here does not want to work harder than they have to? Uh, Me, right? I want to work smarter, not harder. Life is already hard enough as it is. Thank you very much. Belief formula will obliterate weeds, right? Your mind is set up to be like a garden, But the lies, the doubts, the fears, that other stuff, especially whatever the enemy is trying to plant in there, confusion, doubt, distractions, whatever, all of that weeds. Think about it this way. You want to have pure belief operating in your brain, but you can't when you've got doubt, fear, anxiety, overwhelm, stress, all this other stuff in your brain. Nope. 
that cuts off your belief, okay? A belief formula will terrify the enemy because you will just get more powerful and he does not like that, right? It will also get you dominating again because you are here to rule and reign. You are here to take territory. You're here to break curses. You're here to take new ground. You're here to release heaven on earth, right? So when you're believing as you're designed to, you actually do those things. Now, your ultimate story is called destiny. This is a partnership with God, okay? Super powerful. And when it comes to destiny, God has given us two things. One, he's given us his word and the grace to believe it. Two, he's given us the power and ability to manifest the word. He gives us divine enablement and he gives us a relationship with himself through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit helps us know God. So powerful. So there's three crucial questions when it comes to your story. Number one, what do you want? You know, a lot of times the God's Vibes podcast attracts recovered people pleasers, <laughs> high achievers, perfectionists, the helpers, the high functioning addicts of some sort of kind, right? Could even be an addictive overthinker. You know, so what do you want <laughs> when you are trained to only focus on pleasing people or getting the approval of other people? It's really interesting because what starts to happen is you don't know who you are, what you want or how to get it because you're so focused on everything else and neglecting yourself and not doing your inner work. So actually answer, what do you want? Two, who or what is opposing you from getting what you want? right? Could legit be the enemy of your soul, right? Or it could be you <laughs> most of the time. And over here, we talk a lot about self-sabotage. It's how we get in our own way, right? So a lot of times we are our own worst enemy. It's not even the enemy. We give him a lot of credit for stuff that he ain't even doing. It's on us, okay? And what will your life look like if you do or do not get what you want? Really important to know. You might already know what it's going to look like if you don't get what you want, more of the same or worse. But you probably have not practiced what it's going to look like when you actually do get what you want. How about an epic success story? We, frankly, need to tell better stories. Courage Co. was birthed because it is designed to help you live your most courageous and impactful story. Because if not you, then who? If not now, then when? Nobody else can live what you are here to live. Nobody else can create what you alone are here to create. Nobody else can think for you, speak for you, behave for you, show up for you, but you. But <laughs> there is a lot of support and tools. And there's a lot to be said about being in a space surrounded by belief. Because unbelief and doubt and hate and people pouring all of their projections and limitations onto you can snuff out what you're here to do very quickly. So it's so important to be in a community of belief, right? Surrounded by faith. So when God, this is really cool, when God purposes for you to do something, he gives you the seed of belief for it. He gives you a measure of faith for it. Doesn't make sense why you believe it's just going to happen, right? God said it, that settles it. I don't even know how I believe it, but this is what we're doing, right? You can't shake it, okay? So when you have a belief formula, what this helps you do is it helps you live in a new dimension of belief, okay? But no, your future always comes in seed form, okay? You don't get the tree, you get the seed, <laughs> right? You don't get the house, you get the seed, you get the wood, to start building, right? When your belief and what God said come together, you make a destiny baby. You birth something, okay? You build something. You create something. Faith and belief simply are decisions. So you got to pay attention to what God causes you to believe in seed form. What measure of faith has he given you in this season? It is to build something, 
The evidence of belief, how you know you're actually in faith, is joy because you've actually received it. That's exciting. Like, I'm expecting it to come to pass. I'm excited about it. I will see what you said, right? Be it unto you according to your faith, right? When you actually receive it in your spirit, it's beyond belief. This is like a conviction, like a knowing, right? When you get to that level, you're joyful and expecting because you know it's just a matter of time. And when the time is right, the Lord's going to make it happen, right? So your belief will create what God called you to hope for. Your belief will do that. Your belief is the magnet that attracts everything out there to you. That's why we're told, seek the kingdom first and all that other stuff. Divine connections, finances, resources will come to you. You don't go out and chase it. It'll come to you. And where God guides, he provides, right? So God values belief. He actually says with Abraham, he accounts it for righteousness, right standing with him. You want to get in belief. If you want to move God, believe him. That's our job. Our job is to believe him, not to know how, not to know when. Our job is to believe him, okay? So what we're going to talk about is taking control over your narrative, not letting the media dictate it, not let other people dictate it, not even letting well-meaning friends or families dictate it. Nope. You are going to take control of your narrative, okay? Something you got to know, though. One, God is in control. God is sovereign, okay? He either is or he isn't. To me, that makes me feel good knowing that I have a sovereign God that is in control because I don't have to be God then. Amen. (laughs) I am a horrible God and would never want to be God. Thank you very much, right? Don't focus on resistance. Focus on the promise, the results, where God is leading you, what he revealed to you, what he dropped in your spirit, what you have conviction about. Do not focus on the resistance. Know that it will come, that you will be challenged, that you will be distracted, that things will happen, but you don't have to focus on it and give into it. And proof of progress is less answers and better questions, okay? Proof of your your faith, of your belief, is you don't have to know all of the details. You can still move forward. And you start asking better questions. Lord, help me to do this, right? Like instead of looking at other people, you start looking at yourself and asking God to help you. (laughs) You start taking ownership and not doing it in your own strength, but his strength. So focus on what God has given you and what he wants you to do. What has he given you control over? Don't look at what you can't control. What has he actually given you control over? What can you activate? You've got limitless potential on the inside of you. Gifts, talents, abilities, gifts of the spirit, fruit of the spirit, right? Natural giftings and abilities. What can you activate? You can activate it. It's in there, right? Like joy is in there. You can activate that. You might not feel like it, but you can. Peace is in there. You can activate that, right? And not just like peace that you could go try to manufacture in a yoga class, but the supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding. You can activate that. Righteousness. You can remind yourself, use your authority and tell yourself, remind your soul who you are. And what is actually working for you? Sometimes we look so closely at what is not working for us, but what is working for you? Okay, you got to bring this camera, (laughs) your eyes of faith into focus. What does matter? What does it mean? And what will you choose? Control your priorities. Decide what gets to be a distraction, what doesn't. Decide in advance what you're going to do, knowing that distractions, temptations, other things will come. And focus on what is working. When you focus on what is broken, you never set yourself free. And who the sun set free is free indeed. So focus on freedom. You have it now. Okay, so here are the elements of the story for your belief framework. Number one, there's a character. Okay, you got to ask this character. The character's you. (laughs) What does this character want? Go back to that question. What does this character want? You know, at the beginning of every movie, there's a character that's introduced and they want something. What does this character want? 
Summarize this in just a few words. And you can do this for different areas of your life. You can picture them as different scenes, if you will. But you can also do this for an overall movie of your life too. So there's a character. What does the character want? This character, number two, has a problem. So number one, there's a character. Number two, this character has a problem. Okay? This is where it gets fun. There's two kinds of problems. There are internal problems and there are external problems. And the purpose, I bet you haven't heard this before, the purpose of an external problem is to manifest or bring to light an internal problem. Okay? So we're never to actually focus on the external problem as the problem. That's never the problem. <laughs> the real problem is what is happening inside of us, what gets exposed, right? So there might be something in the external that is revealing an internal problem, which is a lack of faith, a lack of belief, anxiety, fear. You can't build with those things, right? Unless the Lord builds the house, it won't stand. So if you don't build with what the Lord is giving you, it's not going to stand. So external problems usually are revealing the actual internal problem. And when you can solve the internal problem, you will solve the external problem. Right? All problems are spiritual in nature. So when you solve the internal problem, it solves or resolves the external one. It's usually God helped me to see things differently. <laughs> that usually helps me solve a lot of problems. So what is the internal problem and what is the solution, right? We are here, heaven sent, to be ambassadors for the kingdom to release heaven on earth. So we're actually designed to be solutionaries, to solve problems in the earth. So the problem isn't the problem. We're actually here to solve it. And we couldn't be activated to solve it if a problem didn't exist. So our job is not to focus on the problem, but to focus on what that problem is actually revealing. Okay, what is this an opportunity for us to do? To believe bigger, to live bolder, right? To actualize something that actually is possible with God. Okay, so number one, there's a character. Number two, the character has a problem. What is the problem? And go for the internal problem. Number three, the character meets a guide. Okay, this is important because every character doesn't want a hero, unless I guess you're in Disney. But every character doesn't want a hero. They just want a guide because they want to be empowered. They want to be the hero of their own story. So the great thing is that that's how this is actually set up. The character encounters a guide. Who's the guide? Relationship with God. We have partnership with God through the Holy Spirit. You don't get a better partner than that. Like you get the creator of the universe as your partner in life. What? You can't fail when you have the creator of the universe on your side. I am just saying. So there's a character. Character has a problem. Character meets a guide. What up, God? Right? Four. A character right? Meets, a character has a problem, meets a guide who gives them a plan. So God has good plans for us, prepared in advance that we might walk in them, right? The steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord, right? So there's a plan, which means he reveals details about this plan. And our job, like believing, is to walk or take those steps of obedience that he gives us. So Simple actions to take, God downloads all the time. God leads us one day at a time, one step at a time, and one moment at a time. Okay? <laughs> if you've ever struggled with anxiety, which is looking at your future without God in it, this is living without a guide. But when you meet the guide, then you can live free of anxiety. You can live free indeed. God reveals truth in his word. When you study his word, what starts happening is you start fine-tuning your hearing. You start increasing your ability to discern what is God and what is not God, what is true, what is not true. So you're fine-tuning your hearing. 
God reveals truth in his word. God downloads to us wisdom, revelation, discernment, good orderly direction. Our job is to follow through with instant obedience consistently. Not when we feel like it, but consistently. And then when we trust and obey God, the path continues to reveal itself. Okay, so usually when we're not seeing out ahead of us or we're not seeing a step, we need to go back and take the step that God told us the last time we heard from him. Okay, so a character has a problem and meets a guide who gives them a plan and calls them into action. Hmm? <laughs> right? With this, I think the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Not many answer the call. Okay, so a character doesn't take action on her own. We always have free will and choice in what to think, say, and do. We have free will. We have agency over our life. We have authority. We can reclaim it if we didn't know that we had it. But if we don't, we're not going to change our life. We're not going to experience transformation. We're not going to step into the fullness of our destiny, right? We usually only take action once we've been challenged. So our perspective changes or we want to get out of pain, right? Two things motivate people. One is to get out of pain. They are desperate to get out of pain or two, they are inspired, right? So when we get exposed to a miracle, right, our entire worldview changes. Like you can't unsee that and you're now responsible for what you know because you can't unknow it and what you know you're responsible for which is a lot of times why we don't even choose to grow in the first place because then we have to be responsible for what we know. Mm. <laughs> so when we have a clear call to action, it's easier for us to engage with. It's undeniable, right? Like either we stay in this pain and that's so unbearable that we can't or we're so inspired like we're moved into action. I personally like the inspiration routes. I've learned from a lot of pain that was unnecessary that inspiration is a far better teacher. So characters called into action that helps them avoid failure, okay? So you've got to know what is at stake. We always want to avoid tragic outcomes, and especially if you've experienced tragedy or trauma or a lot of dysfunction or a lot of discouragement and a series of it too where you just expect that now, we always try to avoid that stuff. And that's usually where worry and anxiety are coming from. We're trying to avoid pain, right? Which again is what your brain just does. But if nothing can be gained or lost, we don't care. We don't invest ourselves in it. So we need to understand the cost of us not taking action, of us not showing up. There's consequences to that. And we need to actually know what those are intimately because that's highly motivating when you start to see that. And then our story stakes are necessary. Like every story needs stakes. Every story needs problems to solve. They call forth our potential and they require character. So God typically <laughs> will bring you into your calling if you focus on your character. Whew, that's a wisdom nugget. God will bring you into your calling if you focus on your character, okay? Don't focus on what other people are doing. Stay in your lane and get your character right. Can God trust you? Are you being faithful with what he's given you? Are you being a good steward over what he's released to you? Hmm. Okay, moving on. <laughs> a character has a problem and meets a guide who gives them a plan and calls them into action that helps them avoid failure in number seven and ends in success. So we typically don't think about success. We usually think about worst case scenarios and the things that we don't want, and we get those. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? We all can prophesy, but are we prophesying God's story and partnering with that story in our destiny? Or nah. A lot of the times it's nah because we don't have this information, right? So how great can it be? What up? Like all things become possible when you partner with God. 
It can be bad, like real bad, without God. But when you partner with him, it can be good, like real good, right? Because there's the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. There's levels to this, right? So progress, though, is happiness. We we feel happy when we're moving forward in our life, and there's tangible evidence of that every day. Everyone wants to be taken somewhere. Like, we're, we're designed to grow. We feel really good when we're evolving. It doesn't feel good to be dying and to be regressing. That doesn't feel good at all. But that's the reality. You either grow or you die. You either move forward and evolve or you go backwards. So how great can life get? What is the vision of what's possible if it works? Entertain that for a second. That's exactly what the enemy is trying to keep you from. That's exactly why he wants you distracted, broke, bust, and disgusted. Right? He wants you down because he does not want you to see the success story. He does not want you being an example of what's possible with God. Which is also why a lot of people aren't teaching this and equipping people. If you win, what changes? Everything. (laughs) Right? That makes the success story highly motivating. And it makes the distractions petty in comparison. So you've got to know your antagonist, the enemy, wants to distract you from the plan God has for your life. That just is what it is. Okay? His ultimate strategy is to lead you off course. But God has a strategy. You have a guide, the Holy Spirit, to keep you on track. There's no use being stuck and circling the mountain of all the obstacles that are holding you back and focusing on the wrong thing. It just keeps you from what you're here to access. So you've got to recognize the traps of the enemy and start preparing in advance. Start telling better stories. Start telling them to yourself. Start telling them to other people. Can you imagine what it's like when you actually have somebody that partners with you in faith? That's why I love coaching so much. Coaching for me was the first time that I had somebody look in my face and believe in me. What? Somebody that saw the gold in me, the potential in me, and actually gave me and held me accountable to practical strategies to walk that out and held me to it. To me, that is somebody loving you in the best way possible. They will not let you stay small. They will meet you where you are. They will hold space powerfully for you to process, to be. But they will not let you stay there. And to me, that's what God does. Right? God is our master coach. And when we partner with him, he gives us action steps to actualize everything that he formed, shaped, and anointed us to be, do, and have. That's why I dedicate my life to this, right? That gives me joy. How much can you break through, transform, and access? Like, let's go, right? To me, that's exciting. So what's helpful to also note here is that you can go from believing to knowing. And I just really want to challenge you on this. A lot of times <laughs> when I've heard people praying and before God taught me how to be a prayer warrior, right? Because I really had no clue how to pray. I'm like, do you pray out loud? Do you like write it down in a notebook? Like, are you reciting your word when you pray? Like, what are we doing here? Like, what's happening, right? Literally had no idea. But I heard a lot of prayers like, God, please, if it be your will. And I'm like, what though? Like, that actually sounds like, oh, you have a little faith and like a lot of weak prayer, right? Like, do you actually believe the words that are coming out of your mouth or nah? Because why are you wasting your words, right? So if it be your will, I don't know about you, but that sounds like I don't believe. I don't know. Just examine the the root of that, right? That sounds like, "Mm, I hope so. No, you don't believe, right? So the thing with just only believing is that you leave space for another outcome. That ain't faith, right? We're not betting on God fully. We're hopeful, but we're not convinced. So you can go from believing to knowing. These are different levels of faith, right? So something that I taught in this Overcoming Unbelief Masterclass is that unbelief, if you're encountering that in your life, 
It's a very destructive spirit, not of God. Definitely holding you back from destiny. But this sucker reveals that there is another level to your belief. It really shows that your belief is not pure. There's impurities in your belief. And when your belief is pure, it's potent. It's powerful. And that's what God wants, right? So unbelief reveals that there's another level of your belief, another level of belief that you can access, right? And you can go from unbelief to belief to knowing, okay? So when you think about your journey, a way to kind of like play out this story, a lot of folks, especially at this point in life, are not unscathed, right? Like it's, it's very unlikely that you would hear that somebody has not experienced trauma at this point or dysfunction, you know? So the story, the path is usually dysfunction, right? And feeling victimized, then becoming functional, waking up to the dysfunction, starting to become accountable, responsible for your reality, not blaming other people, renewing your mind, building emotional uh, intelligence, right? Looking inward, all of that, right? Becoming functional, not just projecting all your pain on people, but like owning your stuff and cleaning up your mess and like learning how to be a happier human <laughs> and a person of influence, right? But the part that a lot of us don't access, because I don't believe you can without God, is flourishing. What about that story? We are desperate for people that can access that story and be examples of what's possible with God, because you can't get to that story by yourself, right? Like if you could fix yourself and like transform yourself, you would have by now. <laughs> It's just evidence that you need the supernatural in your life. So you can go from dysfunction to functional, which is powerful. When you get in therapy, you get help, right? But you can also go to flourishing. Okay. I don't know about you, but that's where I want to hang out, right? So you can go from optimistic to joyfully expecting something because you know it's just a matter of time. It's no longer relying on your physical senses and just living very surface level in this world. Just going off what you can feel, see, smell, taste, touch, right? Physical. But you're going off the non-physical, the spiritual, the supernatural, right? You're also not living by your feelings. A lot of times we're driven by feelings and emotions. Those are our God. If I don't feel good, I'm going to act some kind of way. If you trigger me, then I'm going to resent you and I'm going to turn into some kind of person you ain't going to like, right? Our feelings are then operating as God. When you can actually take control over those and manage those, that actually makes you powerful, right? If you can hold your tongue, that actually makes you very powerful. Meekness ain't weakness. That actually reveals how strong you are. God has a reality and it's settled. Can you access that? Can you track with that even when the physical ain't tracking with that? It's often what happens when you receive a prophetic word. You know, you receive this word. A lot of times people get really excited. Oh my God, I got a word, right? <laughs> no, you need words all the time, actually, right? And all can prophesy and receive and hear from God and be led by God. But when you get a word, usually it's just revealing what you get to walk through, the process before the promise, which could be far longer than you think. Right? You're going to have to get uncomfortable is usually what that means. You're going to have to really face some very challenging things. But God will walk you through all those and what you'll access is totally worth it. Okay? So it actually says in 1 Corinthians 2.9, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has promised for those who love him. God has a reality and it's settled. That makes me hungry. That, wants, that makes me want to seek God and not just his hand, but seek his face, seek his heart. And if you felt held back in any sort of way, I want to encourage you today and remind you that it's bigger than you think. What? Come on. It's bigger than you think. God is stretching your insides and bypassing your ability to see and what you have a tendency to look at. He's up to something. And he cares more about your character than your circumstances. So getting into this knowing zone, you're not just like, I hope so. 
that will be nice. Nah, 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 nah. Mm-mm. Nope, you're not playing with belief, okay? Now you're getting serious about it. You move into a knowing zone by getting God's insights. Seeing into God, intimacy, develop relationship. He provides the seed, right? He gives you belief in seed form. And if you seize the moments, if you step out in this belief, it's just a matter of time before you birth it. You have to fight to keep and protect what God gives you and stand firm in it, right? The conflict, the cognitive dissonance, right? Where your insides and your outsides don't match. The conflict is natural versus spiritual and which one you're going to be more tuned into. That's why we talk about God's vibes matter over here. Are you fully aligned and tracking with him? It's not a time to shrink back when you're intimidated. It's a time to believe beyond what's possible and make plans for what is possible. God wants to move you from believing to knowing with the Holy Spirit. And every day you can do something that will inch you closer to a better tomorrow. Imagine how fulfilling life will become if you make that commitment. And I want to share this quote. Essentialism is not about how to get more things done. It's about how to get the right things done. It doesn't mean just doing less for the sake of less either. It is about making the wisest possible investment of your time and energy in order to operate at our highest point of contribution by doing only what is essential. So when you look at your life right now in this season, what is essential? One of the ways you overcome the doubt, the fear, the anxiety, the unbelief is by getting clear on what to believe by focusing consistently, relentlessly, diligently on what is essential and being unwavering in your commitment to keep coming home back to that place and running after what God put in your heart passionately in some way every day. So, so powerful. Oh my goodness, I told you. Holy Moses, right? Oh, all right. Well, a couple of reminders here. I have shared and this offer is going to be up here at the end of the month. So if you are led, this is your sign. This is your time. Don't sit on this. But God put it on my heart this month to open up coaching spots. 10 to be exact. And I've promised you when those are full, they, they fold, they done, right? They are open until they're full. So I have a couple of spots still open if you want to work together one-on-one. All you've got to do is email info at julianapage.com to set up an initial call where we can see if coaching would be a fit with you in this season. Super simple. We'll meet for three months, once a week for 60 minutes, and we're going to go deep and get you back in action and tracking with God's plan and purpose for your life in ways beyond what you probably currently think are possible. So exciting. So that is available to you. Also, keep it on your radar for now. The God's Vibes Mastermind is something that you can apply to. You can find out more about it over at courageco.org, www.courageco.org. All right, everybody, I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 
12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation fully confident knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.